Hello there and welcome. This is Story You Talk Radio and I'm your host, Coach Debbie. And I just want to thank you for taking the time today to reserve a little hour so we can talk all about your story. Here we tend to talk about your life story and how you are living a high quality life or what you might want to do to make sure you get to live a high quality life. But I also have a very long background in helping people write their fiction and their nonfiction stories. So we talk about those as well. And plenty of the people tuning in are currently writing a book or a blog or they're sprucing up their brand. Some people are writing a TED Talk. Some people are creating a podcast, all kinds of things you might be up to. And I will say that most of my clients are writing something in terms of a book or a blog or a brand and a few writing a podcast. I have one right now writing a cookbook. That's really fun. It's all about Mediterranean cooking. But a lot of my clients, they're not really writing much beyond a journal. They're actually working on their life skills and employing me for life coaching because it is their life story, their real life story that they want to up-level. So we do a lot of talk about that right here. And I love to take your calls. And we're going to talk today. Why don't I tell you a little bit about our show today? And then I'll give you the phone number and let you know how you can get on the list to get some live coaching with me. I'm going to talk to you today about journaling your way to mastery. I had to work hard on getting a title for this because a lot of people think that journaling is just basic schmasic, like anyone can do it, right? And, and if you're eight years old and can hold a pencil, you can journal. Okay, that's true, but that's not exactly what I mean when I say I want to help you journal your way to mastery. What I'm thinking about here is that if you are serious of being successful as a writer or really any kind of creator, a speech, a speech writer, a podcaster, if you are serious about becoming successful, you need to have a consistent dialogue with your best self. And unless you're giving yourself coaching sessions every morning when you wash your hair, I would really recommend that you get yourself a journal and you set yourself down maybe a particular time a day each day and you dialogue with yourself about what's really going on. It is in mastering the daily, the daily dialogue with yourself that you become really, really successful. And what I mean by that is your 
you're becoming very conscious of your values, of your desires, of your direction. You're, you're not letting things that matter to you anymore fly under the radar. Instead, you are being very awake and aware of what's on your mind because at any given moment, you can go back to the page that you wrote on and see it. When you develop a habit of coming to a journal and knowing that this is a safe piece, well, maybe it's a booklet you have, or maybe it's a spiral notepad, you, you develop this sense of safety. It's like it's your trusted friend. You don't leave it on the dining room table where anyone in the household can come by and rip out a piece of paper or worse, read what you got going on there. You don't do that. You keep a nice private place for your journal. You develop a close relationship with it. You respect it. And what you find is that you develop self-respect because you are attending to it on the daily. You are literally dialoguing with yourself. And again, you see that your dreams, your values, your goals, your inspirations, the things that keep you feeling on purpose keep falling out and into that journal. And if you have confusion, you can deal with it in the journal. If you feel a need for guidance, you can deal with it in the journal. Sometimes it's a place to start the conversation and then continue the conversation with a therapist, a doctor, a coach, a spouse, a best friend, someone that you know trust you and that you can trust. A journal really is about trust. And that's the mastery that I'm talking about. When you want to be successful, it can't come out of a false self. And if it does, it won't last long. That's, that's the house of cards that some people build. When you, on the other hand, have a journal that you know you can go to daily, everything you need to say about that book, blog, brand, TED Talk, that speech, everything you need to say is welcomed in your journaling time. You develop trust, you build confidence, you feel awake, you know you are aware. And best of all, you're not just following old programming. And this is where it gets really juicy, my friend. So in the middle of our show today, we're going to start talking about that old programming. But right now, I want you to think about this. Do you have a journal that you go to on the daily or almost on the daily? that you trust to absorb your ideas, you know, when you put pen to paper, or you can even in this day and age have a digital journal. You can have an area on your computer dedicated to a journal and you can password protect it so that even if you share that computer, 
You're the only one who can get to it. Do you have this? Do you have a private journal right now? If you don't, I want to suggest that you get one today. I have seven people I'm working with right now in what I'm calling my 40-day boot camp. And this is about journaling on the daily because we are developing a relationship with our self. We're developing trust. All of these people have something that they want to create. So I'm taking them through 40 days of journaling. We have some classes on Fridays where we get together. We have a Facebook live group where I leave live videos and I leave a daily journal prompt. I still have a little bit of room if you want to play catch up and get in there today. I can accept you. And all you got to do is go to my website. That's coachdebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. Click on connect and let me know you would like in that 40-day boot camp. It is closing the doors very, very soon. We're coming up on Memorial Day weekend, and that will be it. No more late registration after that. I would love, love to find out if this sounds like something that serves you. And if you would like to have a half-hour conversation with me, then just add that to the note. You'll go to coachdebbie.com. You'll click on Connect. And you'll just type in a note to me. Again, Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. If you'd like some coaching today about anything I've suggested that we're talking about today, or really anything else about your writing or your desire to create and bring something into the world, I'd be happy to coach you. We just take down your first name and we ask where you're calling in from. If giving us your first name scares you, why don't you just pick your middle name? (laughs) We'll never know. The phone number here is 1-888-298-5569. I'd be happy to give you coaching today. You can also go to Coach Debbie on Facebook and type in a question there on Messenger. And I will address that today. I will let you know I am getting a fair amount of questions already. So get on that if you want to be included in the answering for today's show. All right, moving right along here. We're talking about your journal and how you use it masterfully to create a relationship with yourself. Now, I want to just right now talk to you about habits. Many people think if you are doing something often, then it's a habit. Uh, There's a little more to it than that. So I want to go into a little bit of the science here. Now, you may know a bit about Maxwell Maltz, who is... Uh, very famous in the field of uh, psycho-cybernetics. 
This was a gentleman that uh, we studied when I was at Antioch University. I was in a program with a high emphasis on cybernetics, and I really loved it. I, I loved how we just got into the science of the mind. It was wonderful. But anyway, here is something developed by Maxwell Maltz, and it's called the 2190 Rule. 2190 rule. And this is out of the science of habit. And what he claimed is that if you give yourself to 21 days of doing something on the repeat, you will make a habit out of it. So let's say you go to the gym for 21 days in a row. You you probably have a particular habit formed at day 21, unlike how you felt at day five. You know, usually if I can get to a gym five days in a row, I'm starting to coerce myself into a treat day on day six that I would call a day away from the gym. It's not healthy thinking, but I just haven't put in my 21 days yet to really feel the habit. However, Maxwell shares that we need to get to 90 days, 90 days of doing something on the daily before we have permanent lifestyle change. Now, that's a little bit different than switching a habit. Permanent lifestyle change. You you usually at this level are dealing with something that you want to eradicate from your life. So perhaps you're thinking, oh, let's have a little fun here. Perhaps you're thinking, you know, I have a hard time keeping my fist wrapped around the dollars I bring home from work. I have a hard time with that because, ah, gee, I think the casinos are fun. So let's say you're dealing with a mind that tells you stories like this. It's just way too much fun to go to a casino. Uh, but, But you are willing to deal with the consequence. And the consequence, perhaps, in your case, would be that the money you bring in from your job just seems to fall out of your hands. Well, if you want to eradicate that behavior, 21 days of abstaining from the casino will help. Because at this point, you have a habit of thinking about higher living. For 21 days straight, if you abstain from a casino, it is starting to become habit in your mind that it's not a good idea to go. But if you don't want to find yourself at the roulette table again, if you want all the beauty of a new life, you're going to need to stick with this for a good 90. 
It's a science. It's a science of psycho-cybernetics behavior. It is something they have studied again and again and again in all kinds of behaviors, in all kinds of impulses, and due to all kinds of inspiration to be successful. When you do something for 90 days, you're not just working with your conscious mind at this level. You have programmed your mind on the subconscious level. Now, a lot of people go, but what is that? What's the subconscious? I didn't understand this for a very long time. In fact, studying the subconscious was a big part of my graduate program and every now and then I realize I really need to go back and do a deep dive in it. But here's just here's just a little overview. Your subconscious mind doesn't really exist until you are of the age to be impressed by others. All you have, all you have is what you came into the world with, and that is your creativity, your your moment-to-moment living as a baby. The subconscious mind is the programs. It comes in from the outside world, like the teachers, the parents, the environment, the news, and all kinds of stuff. So before I go to break, what I want to say here is that the subconscious mind has had years to take in ideas that did not originate from you. And when you're going for a change in behavior for 90 days, what you're doing is you're changing that. You're changing that program. This is juicy stuff. It all starts in the journal. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the journal, the 21-day process, the 90-day process, and everything in between. Stay tuned, my friends. love to live. Have you explored today's market? When I spoke with Heather Ramos, she instantly put me at ease. I'm Coach Debbie from Story U, and I recommend Heather to first-time buyers or dream home shoppers and everyone in between. Let Heather's experience lead you to a perfect location and style and all within your budget. Contact Heather Ramos at Keller Williams. That's Heather Ramos at KW.com. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. 
I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. Welcome back, my friends. Today we're talking about journaling, and this is not for the faint of heart. No, 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 no. We are in the high-level graduate level journaling class here today. (laughs) I am so glad you joined me. And if you would like some coaching today, please feel free to call in on our 1-800 number. It is 1-888-298-5569. I see that there are some people that have written in and I am going to get to your questions in this segment of the show. So let's just look at journaling first as something that you can do at just about any age. There's light journaling. Light journaling is, I just, I just want to have a place to go and put thoughts and do it when I feel like it. And It's such a lovely thing, and I can take it when I travel if I want, or I can leave it at home, and it just lets me remember things. So you can do it on that level. It's light. It's easy. It's airy. Anyone can do that. If you give up on it, nothing lost. It's just something fun. Let me just tell you about some things that people have told me that they benefit from simply by journaling. Some people have said that it has improved their mood. Some people told me that it allowed them to put down their devices and have more time to reflect. Some of my other clients have said that it's allowed them to get in touch with themselves more, think about their priorities a little more. Now let's go to a a next level of journaling. Uh, Beyond it boosting mood, what I've learned from some clients is that it has seriously reduced how they react and how much anxiety they have in their day. It gives them a place to go and feel that they have, as one, one client said, a trusted friend. It is truly relaxed my level of anxiety. So that's a little beyond boosting the mood a bit. All right. Uh, Another person told me that it helped him get in touch with his values, that he had really never thought that much about his values. But as I was giving him journal prompts, he realized that about half of his day on the daily, was involved in doing things that had nothing to do with his values. And that changed after he spent a fair bit of time journaling. 
Another woman wrote in and said, not only do I keep track of things like my daily encounters, but I decided to take my journal with me to Italy. This was my opportunity to visit my ex-husband after he had undergone a long, serious treatment. I'm going to skip the part about the treatment. And then she says, at this time in my life, he and I rekindled a long lost friendship that had started when we were in high school. If I hadn't been journaling and tracking how I wanted to spend my days and how I wanted to plan my upcoming travels, I wouldn't have felt comfortable taking a journal on the trip, let alone keeping track of my day in, day out experiences with him and really bringing an up level to our meetings together. This this really touched me a lot because this was a client who came to me and said, I don't think I really want to write. I think I'm more of a speaker. And is there a way you can help me develop my speaking skills? But I I really don't want to do it by way of writing. And what I asked her was, would you be willing at least to journal 10 minutes a day? If I don't make you write a speech or or make you um, write your own branding, would you be willing if we try to develop your speaking skills to keep a, a journal 10 minutes a day? And she said, yes. So four years later, this, this rekindling with her ex-husband has evolved. It was a delight to receive her letter. Lastly, I want to add this. I thought this was great information, and I wouldn't have thought of it myself. But one client wrote in and said, now I love to journal about my characters. I love to give myself time to have a great escape in the afternoon when my blood sugar is getting really low. I just pull my journal out of my briefcase, and I free write. And I do it from the voice of my favorite characters. I don't know if it's helping my dramas. And in this case, he's talking about his, his characters in his, his, um, his book. He says, I don't know if it's helping my dramas, but I do know it's allowing me to feel a connection to these characters and know what their desires are. It's so weird how all of this has evolved. And I would just take this a step further and say, Zach, I don't think this is weird at all. I think this is what you desired. And it is through journaling that you came to know this desire even more clearly. So journaling does all this stuff. It helps us with mood. It helps reduce anxiety. It helps us reduce our impulse for our devices, might even help us connect to a long lost friend. It might take us on our travels, might help us connect with the characters and plots we are designing in our fiction. I think all of this right there is worthy of having a journal. But if none of that sells you, (laughs) 
What I want to tell you about now is that when you write a journal and you have one goal, one goal in mind, and you are willing to commit for 90 days that you will be with this journal, I am willing to predict most, if not all, of that goal will come to pass. When I say most, I I don't have science on this, but I'd be willing to predict that 85% of what you write down will come to pass. And I'm just going to tell you that I have been in situations where there's something I really wanted. And I took up a journaling practice around it. And not only did the whole thing come to pass, but it came to pass in a way that was better than what I could imagine on day one when I picked up the pen and started journaling. So I'll give you one example here real quick, and then I want to jump into coaching others. There was a time in my mid-20s where I had completed one college degree, and I, I had a desire to go on and study. But many of you know that I have very limited eyesight. And at that point, I thought, I've probably come as far as I can with my education, uh, the farther I go, the more they're going to up the ante, the more reading I'm going to have to do on the daily. And I, I don't know if I can handle that. But when I really sat down and started to journal, what I realized was I didn't want to just further my education. There was actually a place I had in mind that I really wanted to go. And it was a Jesuit college. I had formed ideas in my mind about what it might be like to just really be serious about going to a school where these these men have, especially the men, the Jesuits, have dedicated their whole life to bringing their students a, a proper and a solid foundation of education. And I just thought, wow, what what would that be like? What would it be like to study literature from these Jesuit men? So I wanted it. And what I found as I got into the journaling process was that not only did I want to go to school, not only did I want this degree, but I wanted, I wanted support. And in the journaling process, I found a way and, a, and the courage to follow the pathway that led me to a scholarship. And it did not pay for my entire college, but it allowed me to step in. It allowed me to feel the credit of of my merit from my previous college experience and go forward with the dollars and the resources to step into this dream. So on day one, my journaling was, I, I want to expand my education. But by day 90, I was not only enrolled in my school of choice, but I had a certain amount of funding. So 
what I had envisioned not only came to pass in the 90 days, but it was better and greater than I ever imagined. I also was sharing recently with a client who visited my home and we were having all sorts of giggles and some coaching along the way. I shared a vision board that was created during that college experience. And I got to show him over the years how some of these parts have come to pass. And at this point, it's, it's a huge percentage that has come to pass. And it's delightful. It's delightful to have this, to have the journal, to have the vision physically that you can look at and realize you have asked for this. Your journaling is a process of taking something from your mind and asking for it to be lived out in the world, be lived out by you in this lifetime. It's a beautiful and wonderful thing. So let's go to some of our questions today. First, we have uh, from Kara. She has sent in this note. She is part of the 40-day boot camp. And she says, I am finding it difficult to journal the same time every day. I feel like I'm all over the day, sometimes morning, sometimes night. So my suggestion to her was that maybe for right now, your mind is just telling you, that you're you're having free will and free scheduling, and that is what's allowing the journaling process to feel fun to you. Really, if this resonates, then I think we should all listen to that voice on the inside. It's really much more important that we we come to journaling on the daily than we come to journaling at 8 a.m. every single day, no matter what. Now, you might develop that over time, but what I really want is the daily because it's like the gym. If you're willing to ride your bicycle on the daily, in 90 days, your health and well-being will just be this automatic part of you that you have your arms around. You won't forget to eat right. You won't forget to exercise. You won't forget to sleep right. If you commit to cycling 20 minutes a day at 90 days, you won't forget. So just like Kara, it's not important if you get to the gym in the morning or the evening. It's not important if you get to the journal in the morning or the evening. It's cool if you do do it the same time because you're building rhythm into your routine. But is it essential? No. And I think what happens is that your mind starts to enjoy experimenting with different times of day. And it's sort of like being a kid. It's like getting your freedom back again. You, you find that 
journaling sounded like it would be a big task, but by doing it on the daily, you're getting your freedom to choose. In the morning, I think I'll do this. Tomorrow, I think I'll do it in the evening. The choice is never, will I journal? The choice is, what time of day will I journal? It's okay to do that. It's especially okay to do that if your mind is telling you that it doesn't like being held to 8 a.m. every single day. But don't let it get away with fooling you that if you take a few days off, that you're going to be at the exact same place when you come back. You're not. You're not. You want to do this on the daily. And when we come back, I'm going to be talking to you more about how this works with your brain, why this is so important. We're in the graduate level class of journaling. Stay tuned, my friends. We're coming right back. Where would you love to live? Have you explored today's market? When I spoke with Heather Ramos, she instantly put me at ease. I'm Coach Debbie from StoryU, and I recommend Heather to first-time buyers or dream home shoppers and everyone in between. Let Heather's experience lead you to a perfect location and style and all within your budget. Contact Heather Ramos at Keller Williams. That's Heather Ramos at KW.com. Every person with a disability deserves equity in education, employment, and their community. Sherwood Community Services takes pride in serving all people with disabilities and their families since 1957, including in rural areas and non-native English-speaking communities. Sherwood provides service in Snohomish, Skagit, and Island Counties. Sherwood is open for referrals for telehealth and virtual support for children and adults with disabilities. To find out more, visit SherwoodCS.com. Sherwood, believing in abilities. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back, my friends. We're talking about journaling today. Journaling your way to mastery. Oh my goodness, I have so much to cover in just a very little amount of time. So what I want you to do is let me know if this topic is serving you because there's there's a lot to share with you about journaling and I'm actually going to be putting out more offers to help people with journaling because honestly, I I'm willing to go as far to say I think journaling has saved my life more than once and in more than one situation. It has really, really helped me go from fear to a lot of fun and a lot of liveliness. And it's often helped me go from that feeling of giving up or thinking I just can't come through to finding that that was never the truth. But I needed to get in touch with my own self, my own higher thinking, because all I was listening to without my journal was a whole bunch of doubts. So what I want to impart on you here is that success requires you in dialogue with your best self, 
When you bumble around during the day, you're not always listening to your best self. When you're at work and you're just trying to get through an eight-hour day, not always listening to your best self. When you're journaling, you're not always listening to your best self, but you can decide that you want to. You can ask your best self what it might say back to you. And this is something I'm going to be bringing to my people in the boot camp. Speaking of the boot camp, we have another writer who is also on day seven of the boot camp. And he says, hello, coach. I have been in your boot camp and I'm journaling 10 minutes a day first thing in the morning. Good job, Dawn. 10 minutes a day, first thing in the morning will serve you well. You can always write more, but I encourage people 10 minutes a day. He goes on to say, I find this quite effortless to do, but when I sit down to work on my book, I find it feels a little more arduous and like it's really a lot of work. So Don asks here, will the 35 or more days left of boot camp help make this easier for me? Or do you have any suggestions now that might? So, yes, let's talk about this. Your journal, as you know, is not your book. Your journal is where you go to get to know yourself. Your book is your project. We tend to think of our projects as a really big deal. We tend to get fearful around things that we think are a really big deal. What you find is that if you are willing to journal on the daily, somewhere around day 65, you you enter this realm of realizing you have more trust towards yourself than you knew. You you really start to shift. Now, like I said in the beginning, it takes 21 days on the daily to begin a habit, to begin. If you want to be a vegetarian, you need to cut out everything that is meat for 21 days in a row to even see if you can do this, but it doesn't mean you're home free. Now, somewhere around, the science says, somewhere around day 65, you're going to start to feel the trust. But somewhere around day 90 and beyond, it's not just that you feel the trust in journaling, it's that you have taken on a new identity. What I find is that after journaling for 90 days straight, because sometimes I don't, sometimes I get out of the habit and four days will go by and I don't journal. I work on work instead of working on my journaling. What I find is when I commit to 90 days, I have adopted an identity. So my suggestion to you, Don, and to others is when you take on journaling, realize you are committing to a dialogue with your higher self. And around day 90, 
the trust you have for yourself is going to fall into these areas and projects and desires that you want to work on. So if you feel resistance around a book, if you feel fear around a book, part of that is you're you're developing trust now so that you can write that book. Without the trust, there's a point in the middle of writing a book where we want to quit. 90 days of journaling brings you into a firmer ground, a firmer foundation of trusting yourself, trusting your words, trusting that you can show up on the daily and all the other things that unfold while you're doing 90 days of journaling. There's five things that most people set out to do when they want to set a goal. So just quickly, they say, number one, I want to set a new goal. Next, they make a plan. Next, they get into the focus and the commitment. And finally, towards the end of the process, they're ready to repeat it. You're you're not really committed until you're you're out there at about day 65. All bets are off. (laughs) Um, Until then, it's really, really, really a one day at a time process. If you talk to anyone who has dealt with their impulses or their addictions, kind of the same thing, you'll, you'll hear how surprised they are that by the time they got to 90 days, they wanted And they were deeply receiving the gifts of being 90 days involved with this new identity. For some, it's sobriety. For some, it's new eating. For some, it's being debt-free and not going back to a debt lifestyle. It doesn't really matter what sort of impulse or addiction or bad habit. I don't really like to call them that. It doesn't really matter which one we're in. What matters is that at a day at a time, you're with the journal. You're having dialogue with yourself. You're able to look at it. You stick with it. You cross the 21-day point where you're like, hey, this is starting to feel like a habit. You keep going a day at a time a day at a time. Now you're getting into what we start to call the subconscious, meaning, and I could talk on and on and on about this, that the programs that were brought to you earlier in life, they're starting to shift a bit. Why? Because you're journaling, because you're listening to you. You're not listening to the programs that were given to you. You're listening to you. You are developing a brand new groove written, authored by you. Around day 65, this is starting to feel good. You're liking this. You're feeling, I could be an author. I'm kind of doing it right now. I don't know if I want to tell everyone. What if I don't stick with it, but I'm feeling like it's happening. 
And day 90, you get to day 90. And the bottom line is that for 90 days, you've been writing. You probably don't have a book out in the world, but you've been writing. You've been cultivating a relationship with yourself via this journal. If you want to move on at this point and write a book, write a speech, write a podcast, you are feeling the freedom and the permission. You're feeling this open floodgate inside that says, have at it. This is my identity. I know that 90 days in a row, I am able to write. Who says I can't write a book? You come into this higher truth with yourself. The old programs that say, I don't think I can do it, are not instant anymore. Now, I don't want to make you believe that they're gone forever because there are ways that old fears come back, but they are not programming your day. And there's a big difference. There's a big difference when you just feel, eh, I don't know if I can write a speech. I don't know. That's just a little moment and a little fear and a little doubt. A program of fear says, you're not cut out to do this. Don't even think about picking up the pen. Don't hire someone unless you think they can completely save you. It's a very different dialogue. However, somewhere around day 65, all the way into day 90, you're starting to feel different. You got to kind of go through it to believe me completely. I'd love it if you could believe me, but I know, I know because I've taken myself through it with different things. You, you got to kind of see it. You've probably heard me talk about the longest period of time I was ever a vegetarian was eight months. But I'll tell you this, there's a reason why it didn't stick because I had these so-called cheat days within the eight months where I would eat chicken or I would eat turkey or I would eat eggs because to me, that wasn't such a big deal. You know, that wasn't the same. I, I had ways of justifying it. Now, if I had gone 90 days straight, no, no animal, excuse me, no animal products whatsoever, it's quite possible that that new identity of vegetarianism would have felt like a new me and I would have worked to keep it. This is the key. It's not automatic. You don't on day 91 say, I am now someone who is an author and I trust myself implicitly and completely from this day forward. It's not quite like that. But on the inside, you feel different. You feel a wanting and a desire where there may have been a lot of resistance before. There may have been a lot of doubt and even cheating before. There may have been a, another voice that was convincing you right out of your programming that this was never going to work. 
If you give it 90 days, you are so far ahead of the game because now you know. It's almost like running a half marathon. If you run a half marathon, you, you got to go through training to do this, definitely. But if you run a half marathon, nobody is telling you that now you are fit to write a full marathon. Did I say write? I meant run. <laughs> but if you run a half marathon, you're going to feel amazing. You are going to have so much trust in yourself that you came to this point. And you're going to have a certain idea of what it might take to invest in training for a marathon. But it doesn't mean that you now have everything it takes. You still need to, on the daily, work at training to run the marathon if you so choose to run a marathon. But if what you choose to do is stay in shape so that you can go out and run another half marathon, maybe in a new city, maybe in a different season, maybe at a more accelerated age, my guess is you have claimed that identity because you are now someone who ran a half marathon. When you are someone who has written for 90 days, you are someone who identifies as a writer. You might not have a book yet. You might not even sure if you're going to sign the dotted line and commit to writing a book, but you have fed yourself so completely that if it's what you want, you are nourished and ready to step into that. I hope this has served you, my friends. Journaling is not just a easy peasy, uh, anyone can do it sort of thing, unless you want to take it on on that level. It's true that fifth graders can journal. I certainly was journaling in the fifth grade. But if you want to take it up to the mastery level, You want to think about at least entering for 40 days, maybe even at that point recommitting for 90 days because the rewards are that what you journal about, what you and your higher self work out is going to come to pass. Chew on that for a while. I will be back to offer you a new topic next Thursday Thank you so much for being with me today. Namaste.